What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends one nineteen nineteen in store only. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop thinking about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Are you just going to sit there and let them burn? I don't know why you're worried about your room being a mess. You should see Tom's basement. <laughs> I'm in the middle of, middle of trying to move here, you know? So, <laughs> Are you really worried? Are you, move, you staying in Vegas or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just moving to a different place? Yeah. What's the uh, real estate like there right now? What's the rent? I mean, I'm guessing, what, are you in an apartment or a house? I'm in a house now. I'm moving to an apartment. Oh, okay. Cool, man. What's the uh, what's the economy like there for apartments? Are they pretty expensive? It, it depends. Uh, it depends on where you're coming from, where you've been, you know, because uh, some of the places over here start at 8, you know. Um, they move up to astronomical amounts, like 2,500. <laughs> it depends yeah. on the area. Depends on where um, you're at in Vegas. I'm sure they've got some expensive apartments if like you're living in the city. Yeah, and and the thing about some of the apartments is a lot of them are um equal opportunity. So <laughs> you gotta do your research before moving into some place that looks luxurious, but it ends up being kind of ghetto. <laughs> oh, you mean like sex like section eight housing, the government yeah. subsidized stuff? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've yeah. I've had I've had to do government subsidized housing as like uh, part of some of my contracts for work, and yeah, yeah. you're right, man. Some of those places are bad, yeah. bad. Even they look they look beautiful, but they can be bad. <laughs> Kids cursing everywhere, running around. Uh, just you know, certain environments. You just after getting out of them, you don't want to go back in. You know, dude. I tell so, you what, man. Funny story about subsidized housing. I was there uh, doing a bed bug inspection for like a larger company. And uh, while I was there, I came out of one of the apartments and isn't, it looks, I mean, it looks like, you know, you know, exactly. We're talking about the same thing. They look beautiful. They're brand new, but it's, it's just crazy how, how bad that place is. So anyway, I come out of one of the apartments after doing some bed bug paperwork and uh, all of a sudden, dude, I like walk right into a SWAT team <laughs> that was stacking up outside of another apartment. And I knew I knew a guy that was on the SWAT team. And I look at him and I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, what are you doing in there? And I was like, my job. And he's like, I wouldn't stand there if I were you. And he kind of shuffled me back and they got me out of the line of the SWAT team. And they busted a door down, you know, went in and arrested like eight people. So that's that that's that's uh that's what those places are like, man. You never know what you're fixing to get into. Hey, you know, my friend had a run in where I guess some MS thirteen dudes or somebody. Well they, they they there was blood all over the place, man. Cops came in and shot somebody and he thought it was a really good place he was staying. I was like, Okay, yeah, that's kinda weird, you know? 
Yeah, so dude. I did a lot of research, a lot. And I, I, I avoided at least three or four places. So, yeah. Well, cool. Real estate is such an interesting topic for me right now because I've been looking at investing in a little bit in different places, but it's things are so crazy, dude. Everything is such a mess. Sean with SGT will be coming on uh, later on this month. Mm-hmm. And that dude tracks precious metals and uh, economic news better than I do. He's always he's always interesting to listen to. I don't know that he's really into real estate as much, but um, I've never been to Vegas. I've actually kind of wondered lately what it was like in Vegas as far as real estate. So I'm glad you found something, man, because uh, I know down in Houston, nice apartments are going for around 1900 you know, in some of the newer parts of Houston. And even where I'm at, dude, it's nothing to pay 1200 you know, for a decent yeah. apartment, two or three yeah, bedroom. Yeah. So. It's true, yeah. It's just skyrocketing. Yeah. But, but people, I mean, there's there's a lot of land you can still buy out here, but it's it's um some of it's on the outskirts, uh, in different little small towns, rural areas outside of Vegas, huh. you know. And the houses aren't too expensive because uh, in in Miami, you'll get the cheapest you'll get a really good house for. I mean, a really good house is three hundred thousand. In Miami, in Florida, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's that's the cheapest you're gonna get. Um out here, hundred, two hundred thousand. Yeah. Depending on the area. Yeah. You would you wouldn't think where I'm at is it would be where it's at economically as far as real estate, but we've got brand new houses that are going up now in south south part of my city that uh they're selling for six hundred and fifty grand, you know. They're selling for a hundred and sixty eight dollars a square foot. Yeah. And I for the life of me cannot figure it out, dude. It's it honestly it sparked conversations between myself and uh, bankers in a credit union and some real estate guys at a meeting uh, about a housing bubble that hit us. But really, I really can't tell why some of these houses are so expensive. I really, it, you know, inflation is one possibly. I, I mean, I know that has something to do with it, but it's there are a lot of things economically that have me worried right now that are it's it's very confusing territory to move through. I'm a big yeah. fan of precious metals, but still that's not the answer in and of itself. Like look right. at Illinois, man. Illinois is going completely bankrupt. Yeah. I don't think that yeah. this will happen. I think they'll probably bail them out somehow, which will set a bad precedent for other states. But this mm-hmm. is what trips me out, Chris, about the state of the nation at this point. There were literally talks, actual legitimate conversation about uh breaking Illinois up, disbanding it as a state and dividing it up to people like the surrounding states that purchase sections of it. Like mm. th- there were actual conversations yeah. that you could have Chicago, Indiana in the next two years, you know, yeah, Chicago, Indi- can you imagine it? Yeah. I, that's just crazy. It's crazy. But, where but are it, we lets living? You, it lets you know how much corruption there is. You know, there's no reason for our, our um, states to go bankrupt, you know, and with, with all the taxes we pay, if you look at the chart of, the taxes we pay to the government, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. All over the place. I mean, it's, I, I, one time I looked at at least 100 different taxes, and I'm no, I know there's more, you know? Mm-hmm. One time, um, and then we pay um, homeland security tax, at least in Florida, you pay a homeland security tax of at least a dollar. When I saw that in the water bill, I was like, why is this even here? A month? You have like a buck a month yeah, on your like, water like, bill? Like every three months. But on when, your water when, bill. yeah, it was tagged on your water bill. Yeah, interesting. And, I didn't know that. Yeah, and when you when you do the math, even if it's just you know how, however you divide that up in the three months, it's still a lot of money. When when we have millions of people there, so sure, yeah, yeah. But tonight, 
tonight, I want to bring you to some territory that you might not have explored yet on your show. <laughs> well, I like the sound of that, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get weird. I, I want to get into some technology. Um, I want to talk about drones and artificial intelligence. I love it. I'm digging it, dude. Now, now, when I found out the real meat about this uh, whole topic mm-hmm. was from Pastor Billy Crone when I, I was I was here helping him doing his documentary on uh, the attack of the drones, Skynet is coming. And while I'm filming it, I'm getting chills down my spine because he's, he's like releasing some information I never heard before in my life. And um, it started gestating some um, some thoughts. You know, you know me, I'm always going back to the movies and stuff like that. So um, that that documentary right there really helped me to start researching a lot of stuff in technology. And man, I'm telling you, people are not ready for what's coming down the pike. And I, I, I like to say this a lot. It's not going to be in the next 50 years because this all connects to transhumanism, um, global, global government, surveillance. And of course, technology always had its, has its good sides. And then we have the, the, the bad sides where we're like, okay, how can this be manipulated? How can this be hacked? How can this be controlled? And uh, without, without going too far into it right now, I'll just say this, that what Pastor Billy um, surmised is, and, and this is actually more, more feasible than anything else, is that AI will be able to take over the infrastructure and and this this doesn't necessarily mean one AI, because multiple AIs are being um, developed in the background. We have Google, we have Facebook, we have um, IB, I, IBM, and a few other companies out there that are developing their AIs. The AIs are starting to write their own code. They're starting to feed off of programming and write their own programs. Uh, it, well, what it, was it, I, I was reading something the other day that said that. Um, I guess some computer geeks are starting to identify uh, languages that AI programs are writing right. and they're communicating to each other in them and no one knows how to decipher it. Is that true? You think that's yeah. true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's freaky, dude. Yeah. Oh, I mean, scary. I mean, think about Ooh. it, right? Think about this, right? As far as I know, there's, there've only, there've only been 7,000 languages, known languages since the dawn of man. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I didn't we, know that, and, but I believe you. And, and can computer code, it's another language, right? So yeah. what's to say this so-called intelligent thing that you're making cannot write a language? Right. You know, look, for the Lord of the Rings movies, they had specialists come in and write letters that none of us could decipher. They know what it means, though, you know? And it looks like it looks like the you know the the writings that you'll see on these witchcraft stones and stuff like that, but it, it's a language. And this okay, you know, uh, there's a series about to come out, uh, Krypton. Uh, you know about you know where Superman comes from, and uh, I watched the bonus DVD for I think Man of Steel, yeah, Man of Steel, and in there they had their own Kryptonian letters. Kryptonian languages, and they had their gods separated. Where, where whatever, whoever they worshipped on that planet, the multiple gods, they had them laid out in this documentary. So mm-hmm. it's not impossible to think that a so-called intelligent being or uh, invention would develop its own language. 
it's already hypothesized in movies like The Matrix, right? What did the, the computers do? They took over, overran humanity, and humanity didn't know what they were speaking about or, or doing unless the programs inside of the the auto, the uh, virtual infrastructure spoke to them in in their own language in, in in English, right? I was just I was just typing some comments into the YouTube deal. Back up a second for me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the the it's a TV series called Krypton. It's yeah. The the TV series hasn't come out yet. Okay, but the, you're 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 explaining the basic premise of a show that's going to be out soon. Right, because this gotcha. bridges off from the movie Man of Steel. Okay, I got you. I'm with you. I just wanted yeah. to make sure I was tracking. I didn't know if this was something already out that was already yeah. out. Yeah, it's it's being promoted right now, but it hasn't come out. I think it comes out in the fall. I believe. I believe. I didn't know. So, I haven't seen previews for it. All right, keep keep going, man. I'm interested. Yeah. So, um, let, let me take you back to um, let me let's go into ancient history just a little bit. Now, in Greek mythology, right? Mm-hmm. You had these iron giants, and they're called automatons, or they had small ones too. And in uh, Clash of the Titans, one of them is an owl, a mechanical owl. It's, 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 it's uh, a robot. It's intelligent, and it guides Perseus, the demigod, right? Right. So, so there you have the automaton, uh, artificial, robotic-like being that seems lifelike. See, I've never, honestly, I don't know anything about the automatons. You're, t- you're telling me something I, I'm not aware of at all. But I'm never afraid to admit when I don't know something. But it reminds me of like um, Hellboy, the Golden Army, you know, yeah. the ancient army that was right. autonomous. And do you remember Richard C. Hoagland's book, Dark Mission to, what is it? It's called the. Uh, did you ever read Richard Hoagland? No, I didn't. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, it's called uh, The Secret History of NASA. It's by this guy. A lot of people think Richard C. Hoagland's a shill. I read mm. this book a long time ago before everyone was arguing about Flat Earth and all this different stuff. This yeah. was the book that led me to distrust NASA when I was like 22 years old. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, wh- the reason why I bring this book up is because Richard Hoagland makes a big deal. It got me interested in this idea of a, of a robotic army. I'm just curious about your thoughts on this. I'm not trying to take yeah. us off on a rabbit trail. But yeah. Rich- Richard if you believe that the moon is what NASA says it is, which I don't necessarily anymore, <laughs> but um, if you uh, if you buy some of that, they, they're making a case that you can see uh, robotic heads on the moon, which I thought was interesting. And there's this mm-hmm. idea in this book that somehow the devil had some sort of robotic army. You know, that was the first time I was introduced to that concept that there could have been large machinery or robots or AI or yeah. something yeah. on other places. Is that does that kind of all tie it into the same thing you're talking about these ideas? Yeah, you know the Bible talks about there's nothing new under the sun, nothing. That means computers. You know, it might not be the computers that we're using now, you know, but the idea, it's already been there. There have right. been archaeolo- archaeological digs where they found stuff that operate in a computer uh, fashion, right? The, the mechanic, mechanical works of an old old school computer. So right. none of these ideas that we have now are new. Um, and we, we have no idea what's in heaven. Really, we don't. I mean, when we see in Ezekiel, we see God's throne, a wheel within a wheel, and that's a living machine. Think it was about o- that. Open him, right? It was open him. 
Yeah. I mean, think about it. A living machine? What? And it's God's throne on wheels? That blows my mind, you know? And and you know what? Let me write that down. That's a good point. That's a good point, Chris. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm writing something down now so I don't forget. Because that that idea right there that I just spoke about, we're gonna go back to that later. Okay. Um, so so we have the automaton, right? And the concept of the robotic armies that you just talked about. Was that you, Greek mythology or does that go, does that transfer back through different cultures too? Do the automatons now, how far back do the automatons go? The only ones I know about, as far as me still learning, <laughs> is the right. Greek mythology. Okay. So um so then you have in Jewish mysticism, you have the golem. The golem is basically a clay uh, statue, and you would summon a spirit to take over that statue, statue and do, go do your bidding or or use it for protection, whatever the case may be. Same idea, different culture, right? Mm-hmm. And so from there, you go into Africa, and you have the idea of the zombie or what we call today the zombie, mm-hmm. where you reanimate dead flesh, put a spirit in it to go do your bidding, or you take drugs, spray it in somebody's face, and, and you have now the, the power to control their mind to go do your bidding. You know, it's the same concept, another culture, right? Yeah, I've studied that. That's, yeah. yeah. So... Um, I I know what I know what I went ahead a little bit too far far, but I'm gonna still. No, what are you talking about going too I far? You can't my, get too far, man. I We're moving ahead. through the black sun. I went ahead of myself, but okay. So we have those three concepts: automaton, golem, zombies. Now we go all the way back to the 20s, 30s, when all these sci-fi novels and stuff started to come out. And these ideas were in there, right? With H.G. Wells and all these other writers, um, top, uh, space people coming from Mars. You got robots that follow them that act like uh, humans. They're humanoid robots, right? Right. I think um, I think it's uh, the day that Earth's still still. The robot's name was Crotu or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and he was basically the protector of the alien, and he would rain down destruction on the planet if things didn't go right. Um, Coincidentally, also, from what I understand, it was the first film that the government actually funded. Mm, that's interesting because CIA is behind a lot of films. Yeah, because, well, from my understanding of, I think it was The Day the Earth Stood Still. I could be wrong. Mm. It was like 1951 or something that movie came out. Um, but from what I understand, listening to other researchers, this whole issue of disclosure, you know, that people talk about today, um, they said it was the government's first attempt to gauge the populace's reaction to uh, oh. an existence of uh, just what would the mindset of people be when they're introduced to this thought. And so the government actually used that movie as a cultural experiment to just see where people's heads were at on the topic. I think I think you're talking about the War of the Worlds. I, the, I'm fairly con- – which I'm fairly – because that came out as a radio broadcast first. Right, yeah. But this was a movie. The government funded the movie, and I'm fairly confident it was the day the earth stood still. Okay. Because I know it was a movie. that It didn't come out as a, a dramatic radio broadcast first. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point, though. And, okay, so, all right, we have those novels. And so the reason I want to go back is to always we, – we talk about the idea. Remember the movie Inception? 
Inception was about Leonardo DiCaprio placing and his and his his soldiers or, or his, his helpers placing a, an idea into somebody's mind to get them to do something, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, with some of the stuff we look at from comic books and uh, some of these writers of novels that have been in contact with spirits, they're always told to put this in, inject that, right? Mm-hmm. From there, ordinary people like us are going to read. And it's going to influence us. And then we're just going to duplicate what we've heard, duplicate what we've seen, and then inject it into our own creation if we're creating comic books, novels, uh, movies, whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. So within all of that, there's still an agenda from the spirit world to lead us somewhere. It's all connected, right? So what have we been seeing over the last, I would say, my goodness, close to a hundred years, dude. (laughs) Um, We've been seeing alien invasions. We've been seeing artificial intelligence everywhere. Right. And we don't, don't... but the alien thing too, it it wasn't even in just movies. I mean, Mm -hmm. John Dewey, who was the founder of the public education system, when Mm -hmm. he was giving a speech in 1917 was talking about how the world would only be united under the duress of a, of a threat, not of this world. And I'm not, I'm not quoting him verbatim, but that was the dude that founded public education. He mm-hmm. was talking about it in some of his speeches. So yeah. it was yeah. political. It was entertainment. It was everywhere. You're right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And look at Ronald Reagan talked about we'd, we'd unite if we had a UFO land. You know, that's not his Bro. exact words, but that's what he said, you know. Um, and so I want to bring you to some some movies that were obviously. Kind of, they, they, they shepherd they shepherd the idea of where man can go. Now, not all all of the movies are an exact future. They're all different futures. Hmm. And the one that everyone knows is Terminator. Yeah. Everybody knows Terminator. Skynet. Yeah, Skynet. Uh, and there is a real Skynet. Everyone out there, go look that up. There's a real Skynet. That is terrifying. I think. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So um, what happened? So uh, on, on Judgment Day, Skynet took over. Uh, all the computers and everything, and rained down nukes on everyone. And then from there, tried to do cleanup and, and enslave the human race or just wipe it out, period. You know? And then we have the resistance. And this didn't come from the Terminator franchise. It actually came from another writer. But, you know, that's a whole other story. So anyway, you have that. Then you have a thing called uh, Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man was about this dude that was, uh, let's just call him slow, right? And I can't remember the whole story, but what happened is he started gaining intelligence and ultimately ended up putting himself inside of a computer. I remember this movie. This was consciousness. Dude, I was like in the third or fourth grade when I I used to walk by this movie on the shelf at like Blockbuster in daydream about getting to watch it, but I wasn't allowed to. (laughs) Yeah. So by the time I got to watch it, it was corny, but yeah, Yeah. that's you're taking me back, bro. And and the reason I'm bringing that up too is not because Lawnmower Man obviously is not about necessarily artificial intelligence, it's about a human consciousness being brought into a computer, right? Being like uploaded. Yeah, uploaded, or you know, some people would call it uh, part of the convergence. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, right. So then you have the movie AI that came out well by Steven Spielberg about the young, the the, the seemingly young boy that's actually a, a machine 
that is trying to find out who he is because he's self-aware, right? And he takes this long trip and aliens, guess what? Aliens come after humanity's disappeared <laughs> and, you know, teach him about himself or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so we, we keep having these constants between aliens and artificial intelligence, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So then we have recently a show called Marvel Marvel's Agents of Shield and they have in there an intelligence called Ada right i can't remember what what the acronym breaks down to but it's, she's called Ada Ada um is basically self aware and she learns some secrets of the universe through a book that they have a secret book that's similar to the um, Necronomicon and she she gains alien tech technology and, and, and the gnosis and she builds a virtual reality to trap the agents into. And she also learns how to self replicate um herself um after Ar- oh, artifi- artificially intelligent digital assistant. Okay. That, yeah, that's what it stands yeah. for. Yeah, because she was she was really just a regular old robot. With, with 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 the core of the artificial intelligence in her, and then she learned and learned and learned and learned. And w- once she touched that book, though, she became something else. And so, I've never along, seen the show. Did she have like a hologram? I mean, when was the book digital? Did she just access it in a file and then? No, it, it was a it was a physical book. But when all right, if if you're a human looking at that book, it would give you would feed you telepathically the knowledge. Okay. So what she did, she read it. It fed her the information, and she learned how to open portals into other dimensions, including hell. Um, um, she also learned how to take her false consciousness and put it into flesh, right? You, this reminds me of the whole crystal skull thing, people communicating telepathically with those crystal skulls, even though, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> different stuff, but that's... yeah. I don't know. It, there's always the, the telepathic element of transferring knowledge is always interesting to me in the occult. So why wouldn't we use it in sci-fi? Because it's real. Yeah. And and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to loop a lot of this stuff together because it's it's, it's fascinating what's being um, taught to us in, in a lot of these TV shows and movies. Now, also, right. So she, she learned she learned how to do that. And she had. Uh, another dude that she basically cut his head off, but preserved his head, built him a robot body, put his head back on, and now he has to serve her because she has a kill switch in him. Okay, but she learns how to replicate all uh, his body over and over again while he's working on her flesh body. But in the meantime, all the agents are trapped in this virtual world, and it turns into like a Nazi sort of uh, reality. Where you know Captain America and all these people, they're not they're they're not even around. And uh, Shield is a Nazi, the, the Hydra basically is taken over by Hydra. And so anyway, all that happened. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, Ghost Rider comes and opens the portal to take away the book. She gets defeated. Blah blah blah, so to speak. Anyway, we're, we're not even sure. Ghost Riders in the show. They have Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, the demon from hell, Ghost Rider. He's in the show. <laughs> but he's taught, see, I've never seen the show one time. I, I I know some people that watch it, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, pulling all the characters without the dark spin, and it's an entertaining show. Um, 
But when you start picking out the bits and pieces that go spiritually or or to other direction, you start to sure. see what's going on there, right? Nicholas so Cage is playing the Ghost Rider, right? No, no, thank God. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so so I'm gonna go there from there, and and I'm gonna go back to the flesh aspect in a second, okay? So mm-hmm. we go from there, we go to Superman, and Superman has a villain called Brainiac. Brainiac, depending on which iteration. It's either made by man or it's an alien being that's artificial that goes around and takes information from other civilizations. Okay? So either way, it's the same concept, right? And Brainiac is super intelligent. He doesn't even want it it, it it's sort of it's sort of like with Avengers Age of, Age of Ultron. Ultron is is man made, is he um uh, his consciousness is aware and he wants to wipe out man because he man as a parasite, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this man as a parasite thing, you'll hear this coming from people. I don't know where to get it from. I really don't. I, I, I can't figure it out yet. But they'll say that man is a parasite because man moves from place to place. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Right. Okay? And so that's coming. I think it's coming from some sort of evolutionary mindset because in evolution, we are animals. You know, when God said we are separate from the animals. So anyway, right? Well, that's also, I mean, something that's parasitic only takes, it gives nothing back. It only harms. And that's what they try to make us think with global warming and all these other environmental agendas is that mankind offers nothing beneficial to the planet. We're just hurting it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, we can go all day on evolution. Oh, my gosh. It's just ridiculous. But, okay, so we have those, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have a movie called Oblivion, which which starred Tom Cruise. I love that movie, man. I love that movie so okay. much, and I don't okay. even know why, but I so, do. So me and you are going to go back and forth good then, right? Right. So you know that it's supposedly an alien invasion happened, right. and um, it was a he's, farce. He's, yeah, he's he, and he's just got to maintain and defend the energy production facilities that they've got on the ocean. Right. And he's a clone. <laughs> Right? He's got his territory. Yeah, it turns out yeah. he's there are like hundreds of them. Yeah, the the, the drones are the enforcers for the uh, the su- su- supposed aliens. And so anyway, by the end of the movie now, as you know, they go up there to blow up the alien. And it turns out to be an AI. An mm-hmm. AI in the form of an upside-down triangle, which represents mm-hmm. the female deity. It has one eye, and it has a woman's voice. Right? And it mm-hmm. says to them that I am your God. Remember that? Yeah, I do. I, so, a lot of that movie stuck out to me when I watched it that picked up on that. Right. So so we have that concept there of it becoming something you cannot control. And it's going to utilize its, its ability to use the technology that was uh, um, built before it. Right, the cloning and all this other stuff that's going on in the real world. So anyway, let's go back to the flesh aspect. Now, you ever seen Battlestar Galactica, the TV series? Unfortunately, yeah. Can I can I chase a rabbit trail for two seconds just yeah, to yeah, give yeah. you my experience with that? Yeah, I hated that show from season one to season five, <laughs> and I don't know why. I, I yeah. just didn't like it. But for some reason, once I started watching it, I had to finish it. Yeah. And I forced myself to watch five seasons of that show. <laughs> and I was so mad at myself for not having the will to just say no. But I grudgingly watched five seasons of that show. 
Yeah. And then finished it. So anyway, <laughs> I, I have a bittersweet relationship with that show. I hated it, but I had to watch it. Yeah. And so and and remember now, after after the show went off, they, they bought on Caprica, right? Caprica, yeah. I didn't even finish watching the first season. Oh, that's right. I know what you're, yeah, I remember that. Well, what I got from it, basically, it's the beginning of the Cylons, right? And for those that oh, out there that don't know what a Cylon is, it's basically a robot army. Um, but in this iteration, it's an artificially intelligent robot army. So in Caprica, the father's daughter, is she loves to visit these virtual worlds. And I think she gets sick or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes her consciousness and puts it inside of a robot. And I don't know what happens all all the way after that, but when you get up to where the Cylons are, who they are in Battlestar Galactica, you have them in human flesh, just like Terminator, mm-hmm. you know? So what I'm showing you here is, is these constant concepts aren't far off because right. if you type into Google or any search engine right now, you will see that they have developed synthetic flesh. You hear that, people? Synthetic flesh. They've also developed synthetic DNA. Um, um, uh, Windows, Windows, Microsoft. Microsoft is developing this stuff, and they're using it so they could store more information. That's it. We're getting down to a biological aspect. When you of, say when you say synthetic flesh, are we talking about like skin? We're talking about yes. like living tissue. Yes. Okay. I didn't know because, dude, if you want to make something happen, you know, technologically, give it to the porn industry. Those guys, <laughs> you know. So look at the way they they use sex dolls and sex toys and things like that. Now, I mean, they've come from what I understand. I've never used one, but they've uh, they've come very close to to flesh like material. That that's something I've wondered about. You know, because the porn industry has been so um, proficient at creating you know, meeting a need. It's, I mean, capitalistically speaking, they, they're meeting a, a need out there for people right. and they've been able to do amazing things with technology, you know, um, porn industry seems to single, single handedly of advanced internet technology with the amount of bandwidth that's streamed, you know, compressed yeah. just because of the need, need for that within mm-hmm. their own industry. And I guess that's something that's kind of freaked me out with the whole AI thing is looking at how the porn industry is creating robotic technology and um you know are, they're they're really moving towards virtual virtual pornography that allows you to be interactive with something yeah. you know yeah. something so here you have this weird sexual component uh mm-hmm. to the same kind of stuff that you're talking about you know yeah yeah you're 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 in the right direction <laughs> you, you know remember when we had hd dvd and blu-ray yes so yeah. we had hd dvd dvd and blu-ray and then we just just got down to DVD and Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Why do you think? Why do you think that is? Well, I remember Sony owned Blu-ray, still does, mm-hmm. and I remember Microsoft was pushing HD DVD, and Sony just seemed to win. But I don't know why. Porn industry. It was porn, the porn, porn industry chose to go with Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> and so imagine how many copies they were moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they they you see the thing is they're they're so entrenched into the, what's the, the technology that's coming, they're going to go with what's best for them, you know? And so that's mm-hmm. that's why part of that HD DVD got phased out because what's the point? Blu-ray is it, you know? Blu-ray is it. Yeah. 
And wow, you know, I didn't know that. I guess you should see my porn collection, bro. It's it's zero. So, <laughs> well, thank God for that. I'm an ex porn addict, so I know I don't, I don't even want God delivering me from that way. So, <laughs> um, so um, where was I going now? Okay, bio- biological. Think of think of this, right? And I'm and I'm pretty sure you can find some articles on this. Imagine uh, biological machines, biological ships, biological, you know, trucks. That that sounds far fetched, but guess what? It's These coming. Are the... Organic computing. I mean, we see that with organic computing systems now. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't thought about incorporating it into like things like Teslas and. Yeah, delivery trucks, but yeah, I mean that would be next, wouldn't it? I'm, haven't you seen it before, though? Seen what? Biological machinery. Uh, Transformers. Good, good call, but not close enough. Okay, all right. So, are we talking film or what are we talking about? Movies, 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 and TV shows. Biological. I mean, there's one I know. You know this film. I know that you know this film. But you're not saying it. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, because we can take as long as we want. This is, you know, there are no rules on this show. All right, so what are the biological machinery? Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm trying to think. We're not, and we're not just talking about AI, like AI, Haley Joe. No, 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 the Matrix. No. Uh, I don't know. Just give it to me. Think, the Borg. Oh, Star Trek. That's one. Think alien. Alien. When when you went into the or aliens, the the second uh, film in the franchise. When you when you went into her um, cocoon area, it was her the flesh, the stuff that she spewed out of her to latch the eggs was it was kind of meshed with the machinery, you know. Wow. And oh, look, if, okay. if if you look at H. R. Geiger's artwork, his demonic right. artwork, mm-hmm. it's always machinery mixed machinery, with flesh, biological stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. So, Rig- uh, Rig- what was her name? Ridley or Wrigley in the movie? Ridley. Ridley. R- Ridley. No, sorry, that's what you thought. Ripley. 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 Yeah. Now, there's a movie that came out. I'm not sure if you saw it. It's called Skyline. I. That was the one with the abductions at the beginning, right? Right. Like a false alien rapture. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Now, remember when the guy, the the end, the, the guy at the end, finally went into one of the ships. He became he, became he became something more than human there to fight him. Yeah, and and the ship was biologically made up. That's true. Inside. It was a long time since I saw that. I saw that movie when it came out in theaters, and I haven't watched it since, but I remember that. I remember still being upset because they didn't give me a sequel. I actually enjoyed that movie. <laughs> yeah, it was probably one of the only people that did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. About a three out of five. <laughs> but, yeah, so so look at all the stuff we just talked about, right? Okay. We talked about biological ships. We talked about... Uh, automatons, golems, zombies, um, and all these movies that keep giving us the the idea of AI. You know why? Why is AI dreaming now? Why? That that's one of the scariest thoughts. Why is it dreaming? Well, well it comes back to the. Maybe we're going here. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Mm-hmm. But currently, I'm not an expert in AI. I don't think about it as much as you do, or as much as Gons does. I'm glad you guys are out there putting connecting the dots. That's why I'm friends with with you, you know, with you. Yeah. Um, but I have to wonder, you know, are am I dealing with an actual artificial intelligence, or are we facilitating something 
are we creating a machine that's capable of housing a spirit of sorts? I, I really don't know a hundred percent where I settle out on that issue because I, I start, I've started to wonder if AI ultimately wasn't something demonic. Well, that's, that's, that's why I brought in the, the, the aspect of man entering his consciousness or soul, whatever they want to call it into an infrastructure like that. Mm-hmm. If that's possible, then it's also possible for a demonic entity to enter. Right. Right. I see it. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent on that. And and we talk about biological. We talked about biological trucks and ships, but what about a biological machine? Uh, a, a man, a uh, humanoid machine. You know, what about that? What did you? Well, given your interest in the subject, did you ever read Hugo de Garris's book, The Artelect War? No, I didn't. Do you know who Hugo de Garris is? I, I, yes, I, I've heard of the book, but I've listen. I have like, I, I swear, I have like. Probably about thirty books right here. I haven't read yet. I know. I'm. <laughs> I, I know that story too well. <laughs> well, I don't remember why I just brought him up because you made a point that made me rem- rem- remember him. But it's his whole thing is. Oh heck! I just lost it. I was gonna. You you had a specific. We're talk, we talking about biological humanoid machines, like terminal. Oh, augmenting the body. I mean, he mm-hmm. makes a really interesting case that technology is reaching a, a, a an exponential curve that you will not be able to keep up with the changes unless you physically augment yourself. And so he, he puts forth, you know, you're not going to be able to handle the math that's involved. You're not going to be able to handle the changes unless you use technology to physically alter your body's capabilities in doing mm-hmm. so, or your brain's capabilities in doing so. Mm-hmm. And so that technological advancement net, it will necessarily require that we change ourselves mm-hmm. to keep up with it. Or we fall behind and something breaks away, you know, a breakaway civilization of sorts. And then exactly. it turns into this whole thing, this idea of a war between the Cosmos and the Terrans and the Artilegs. Right. Well, it, it, it's all very, very probable because, one, there's now wearable tech. Wearable tech. You put it on you um, or you, you, it's inside of a tattoo or something, right? That's 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 right. almost merging right there, right? Right. I just last night, I, I did some research research on the movie Slight. It's about a, a kid that's a magician, and they use some of the ideas from what's going on with a lot of these demonic magicians out there that that have spirits controlling them, but they use it in a form of tech. And this guy has a basically a battery conductor inside of his arm that he put there and wires down one of his arms. And at, there's one point in the movie where he uses that after talking with one of his uh, old teachers and how to m- advance the power. And he literally ripped some guy's teeth out of his mouth <laughs> and, and, and launched bullets at this other guy. He didn't kill him, but he, he threatened him with the bullets. And so there we have this idea of merging with the tech, right? And now you think about right. think about the the, the the time before Jesus returned that we would call the seven year tribulation, right? This mm-hmm. is going to be a time where people are still getting saved, right? And um, we have this one world government that's, I believe, technologically ran by the technocrats and and the uh, the antichrist and, and the false prophet, right? Yeah, there has right. to be a breakaway civilization. There has to be. Because if you're not, if you don't take the mark, you either get beheaded or something right. else, right? Right. So it, it's 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 there. It's just that when you th- you have to think about it a little bit more, because uh, the Bible gives us enough information for us to have hope. Because the Re- Book of Revelation is about hope. You know, 
the the, the civilization that Jesus Christ is going to bring in the, in this thousand year reign, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so what do, you, prim- what do you what do you think about the beast and like the image of the beast? You know, in Revelation, where the the beast breathes life mm-hmm. into well, this image. Well, now I, I've been doing some research on hologram technology. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes along with everything we're talking here. Have you seen some of the holograms in Japan? Insanity. Um, exactly. Looks real, right? Insanity. <laughs> and then there's this one artist in Japan. She's not real. The voice is real. She's not real. She comes up out of the stage and people worship her. When I say worship, I'm giving, I'm talking about adoring, being fanatics. Okay. It's a hologram of a young girl like an anime character yeah yeah and people know it's a hologram they don't care the voice enthralls them and they they sit there and and worship you know they give it their praise think about that right now we can go in seven different directions of of what the image of the beast is you know but if it turns out to be a hologram that speaks it's already here it is. The technology is here. Yeah, you know? I agree, man. That's that's something that's been trippy. That's something that's been trippy trying to look at it. Because in my mindset, and this is this is where I've been looking at the way the infrastructure is, I see all of the technology that I use in my daily life um, that like Apple's building and you know IBM has been building and every you know Google's building, and I'm incorporating all this technology into my daily life, and I'm firmly aware that I am helping to pay for the in- infrastructure that will one day be used to enslave me. You know, that's that's also one of the more sinister things about this is all of the stuff that we're talking about we're paying for happily because they're introducing it in, you know, they're building the infrastructure you know, to support this technology with the technology that they're selling us, you know, they're creating it as we speak and they're not having to pull necessarily from, from, from black market budgets. We're paying for it. We're lining up at the stores to give them 800 to a thousand dollars a phone now, you know, and it's just, it's like, it's even more diabolical than night, you know, George Orwell could have ever, HG Wells could have ever imagined. Well, yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's, there's so much going into this, and here's the thing, right? That just like how you said that the technology you, you, you're going to depend on it. That that at one point you got to merge with it, right? Right. And we're we're always constantly on our phones, constantly on our computers. All we have to do is put it inside of us. Now there was this TV show called Intelligence, right? It, it was short. It only lasted one season, but it was a good show. And the thing that stuck out to me about, I'm going to tell you what the show is about in a second, but the one thing that stuck out to me in this show is one episode, they had a really long dialogue about transhumanism. And I was like, wow, they're actually saying it because at that time, hardly anybody was talking about transhumanism. This is just a few years ago, right? Right. And the concept of the show is about a special agent that has a brain chip in his head. At that time, not too many people were talking about brain chips, except for like Tom Horn and, and Steve Quayle and some people, right? And they all—they have already developed these brain chips. And and what people are doing, they're you know, of course, you know, the military is using it and all this other stuff, right? And so they're they're what what they're going to end up being able to do is download the information straight to your brain, just like in in the Matrix, or you're going to be able to control things with your mind. Uh, well, in the, in, the, in the TV show, 
he was able to construct a crime scene from information he gathered about the crime and information that was coming through from the internet about the person involved in the crime. See, he was he was that connected directly to the net. You see how that works? Because yeah. the, you ever heard of the concept of the Internet of Things? The Internet the inter of Things. Yes, that's that that burn that into your memory. Spell, spell it. Spell it. Spell it out for me. The internet. No, no, I just mean like the the concept. Walk. Me oh, okay, okay, okay. Walk me through it like I'm I'm a five year old. Okay, basically, this is what it means, right? Your shirt you have on there, your hat, your watch, that desk behind you, and every all those books, your appliances in your house, will okay, be connected shit. to yeah. the internet. I get it. No, dude. Okay, I had a point for a second. I was gonna bring it up, and then I lost it because I was like, "Oh, I got to tell him about this." So it must not have been that important. Um, oh no, no, no! I, real quick, don't it, no, please, people, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Probably don't fact check before you quote me. Okay, I just I'm gonna regurgitate something I learned a long time ago, and I don't even know if it's true. So full full warning and disclaimer about what I'm about to say. But there's always been this question, right? This argument that when you take the mark of the beast, you know the scriptures tell us that we're damned at that point. Like there's no hope of salvation at that point if you take the mark. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be a choice. I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to be forced on anybody. You're going to have to mm -hmm. choose. It's my my take on it. People can disagree. That's fine. I don't mm -hmm. I don't care if we disagree about it. But he, here's the thing, right? It goes on your right hand or your forehead. Why your right hand or your forehead? There was some some medical. I can't remember if it was a Daniel Baggage. It might have been Daniel Baggage. He wrote a book called Angels Don't Play This Harp. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't thought about that guy in a long time, but he had some really good interviews ten years ago. Uh -huh. um, one of the things that, uh, or Nick Begic, Begic, maybe his name was Nick. Anyway, sorry, I'm rabbit trailing. But somebody, him or somebody else, they talked about how, they talked about the concept of the sympathetic nervous system and how whatever this technology is that will be utilized, it is going to, be, you know, you've got two access points to your sympathetic nervous system, according to these people, your right hand and your forehead. And then they, they explained it like this. They said, you're, you know, we're computers. We're, we're organic computing systems. You know, we mm -hmm. have a soul. You know, we're not, we're, you know, we're, there's a dichotomy or a trichotomy involved, depending on your theology. But, you know, we're not just a body. But our body is a meat suit with, a, with an organic computing system in this, this, uh, this cage up here. Yeah. And so it processes things much like a very sophisticated computer. So the way our ears are designed, when sound it hits our ears. Our ears are designed to receive the sound, the shape and all the little wrinkles and things. It's designed very specifically to take that sound and funnel it into your ear canal. Right. And then your body does everything else. It channels it. Your brain takes that information and there's a way that that sound is processed by your brain until boom, you're able to comprehend what you're hearing, right? Your brain is having to process it. Right. But what if you could bypass that? What if you could bypass it and, and get past that part of the mechanical mechanism of your body and just force something directly into where it's been processed? That seems to be the idea of this mark somehow is that it's going to it's going to access your sympathetic nervous system in your right hand or your forehead. Mm -hmm. And it is going to bypass the process. Now, there's there's a logical part of your brain. 
that allows you to make decisions, you know? Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, like some of these drugs, you know, like in South America, you were talking about like the zombie drug and stuff that takes away a person's ability to decide or do anything for themselves. They're just the the mindless slaves of whoever can whisper in their ear. Um, Essentially, that's what I think this thing does. I think it bypasses the portion of our brain that allows us to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And when we take a data dump, that's it. We're zombies to that, to the whims of whatever it is that's, 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 you know, the signals that are coming and telling us what to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I th- I've always thought that that was very interesting when it comes to the scripture saying at that point, there's, there's no, no more hope of salvation. Well, why, if I've got yeah. any, any form of free will, well, maybe you don't, you know, that, well, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, and one of the other things I learned is that the forehead and the, and the right hand, or one of the best places that conducts energy in your body, and it could actually power a battery, right? Yeah, this, there you go. So you're pa- you're yeah. not only yeah you're you're powering it with the sympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. and you're able to bypass the logical portion of the brain. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I learned, I don't know, did I mention this last time on your show? I'm not sure, and I can't really reveal a whole bunch about it, right? Because somebody else is going to reveal it. But there is a tech now, and it, and it involves either CRISPR or beyond that, right? And it, it it would be a, a place near it, near your index and your thumb. They would they would put something there that they could automatically right there reconstruct your DNA. The tech is here. I just can't say much about it. But they and I, and I can't. I don't, remember I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand what you're telling me. You put something put, in your thumb. Put, put your hand up. Put your hand up. You see between your index and your and your thumb that that portion on the other side of your hand. Yeah, on the other side good. of your hand. You know, go flip your hand. Flip your hand. That right there. That part right here. What this part? Put your hand. Over, put your finger over. Keep your keep 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 going. Keep going. Right there. Right okay, there. that's right there. They would put a device there that can they they would inject something that could manip, manipulate your DNA or put in information. Whatever you want to do, you could do it right there, because the technology has already been developed through. Um, Whatever process they call it, I can't remember the name right now. Isn't that there? Isn't that where they're slipping RFID chips in for like it's Swedish the same companies? exact place? The same exact place. Um, now I don't know if it's the right hand, forehead, whatever, but I know that that that, that part of the hand right there. I've been given information about this, and I know it's real. Okay, yeah, this is what you cryptically alluded to the last time you were on. Yeah, so and it goes along with everything we're talking about because. Eventually, let's just say, um, and we haven't even gotten to drones yet. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Imagine if something was to take over our technological infrastructure and we need to bind ourselves to it. That's an easy way to bind ourselves to this thing because don't you want to be immortal? Don't you want to be in the transhumanist movement? Don't you want to be a god? No more sickness, no more sick, no, none of your levels of intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want to have superpowers like the X-Men? This can happen if you join the community. You know, the global community. And <laughs> you already sold me, bro. Where are I getting a line? <laughs> Think Maybe. about it, right? Listen to that sales pitch. That's good, dude. I'm where's the line? <laughs> this is what's being taught to us anyway to accept, really. You know? Um there's a show you need to check out called, um, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. It was a sci-fi show, and it came on like with six seasons. No, one se- three seasons, sorry. And it starred this dude, man. You know what? 
uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to look it up real quick, but keep going. Keep talk. Go ahead, talk. I'm going to look it up real quick. Dude, we don't mind awkward silence on this show. You got to remember, <laughs> this isn't professional. Nobody cares. This is through the black. This is what it is. We can, <laughs> yeah, we, can, we can have awkward silence and just eat whipped cream out of a can, and that's just how we, that's how we roll. Yeah, this show is deep, though. It's deep. Uh, and, they, and they show you a lot of the technolog- technological marvels that are being built in the background, and most of it has to do with something um, with our cerebral cortex or our pineal gland or something, you know? There, there's one uh, tech on there. What channel is it on? What do, we, what, do you remember? Sci-fi. Oh, I watch, I watch so little TV these days. I, um, and I'm not even, like, judgmental about it. I, I've had so many projects going on. I, if it's not a Netflix, if it's not on Netflix instant queue, like, at, 10 to 11 o'clock at night. I don't, I don't, I don't usually watch it. I usually watch something on Netflix before I go to sleep usually, but that's about, you know what, do you know what the truth is? What? I hardly watch TV. It's just that I'm old enough to where I've seen enough stuff. And some of the new stuff I watch, you know, like we said before on the last show for research, you know, right. You go check You can find everything you need online. about Exactly. It. <laughs> so um, my TV is off most of the time, dude. Um, I don't even have cable. I don't, um, but on on this show, it, the, the star is um, James Wood, James Woods. Oh, so- um, what is that called? I know that show. I haven't seen it, but it, it was on Netflix. And well, in the show, he Deadwood was it called Deadwood? No, no, not Deadwood. His oh. name is James Wood. That's the act. That's the guy doing the uh, presentation. James Wood, or James Woods. Let me see, James Woods. He's from Videodrome. Oh, you know what? Let me talk about Videodrome for a second. Have you ever seen that movie? Videodrome? Videodrome. D-R-O-M-E. Never heard of it. This movie, (laughs) if you think about virtual reality and how it could take over your mind and people putting signals in it, go watch that movie. It's from 1983. Okay? Okay. And he was given this virtual reality device. No, actually he's given a videotape first and the videotape had all sorts of things going on with it. Messages would give him hallucinations, blah, 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 blah. And then finally he got a virtual reality headset to put on and it, it, it was wild. Okay. (laughs) It was wild. But when you think about virtual reality and the stuff that they're they're, they they could do with it later on not now, but later on, this movie basically predicts it because it's not, it's, 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 it seems so far fetched that a something you put on your head would control your mind, but not only your mind, your reality. That I mean, sounds, well, he basically merged with the tech. Okay. So I, I, I recommend you watch that movie for that research if you want to. But I'm still trying to find the show here. I can't believe, believe I can't remember it right now. I got. I'm on IMDb real quick. His name is James Wood. Wood, right? Yeah. James what? A. Wood. Source code? Is it source code? No, 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 no. James no, A. No, Woods. No. James Woods. That's James Woods. You you'll recognize his face when you see. He's a famous actor. I can't believe I can't find this thing. We're gonna figure it out, dude. Right now, it's gonna happen. We've talked about it too much to not figure it out. And one of the things in the in the show they showed is like, okay, so you want to go on a date, right? They'll have this machine that um, 
or device, I should say, not machine, that you could uh, transfer thoughts automatically to find out what this person's entire past is like. Are they, are you compatible with this person? Are they crazy? You'll know right away. Think about that. You know, um, you're familiar with the TV show, Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Weird stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) they have this really freaky thing in there. It got me thinking, dude, it was scary. So Rick takes Morty to this, like, uh, it's like a Dave and Buster's on a different planet, right? In some other dimension. And so it's got sophisticated, it's a, it's a, it's a technologically advanced alien arcade, right? And uh, there's a game there called Jerry. And it's, I mean, it's, kind, of, it's kind of funny, dude. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> Morty sits down and Rick just sticks the helmet on him. And uh, Morty, you know, he sucked into this world. And everyone's standing around watching the screen. Morty lives. Morty lives an entire an entire life as this character Jerry. And it's like he dies when he's 60 in this game. He lives the entire life of a human being in this game in a matter of like 10 seconds. And uh he comes out, you know, and pretty much he he has a very cliche life where he's a football star and marries the cheerleader and then he ends up being a carpet salesman and he gets cancer and they have uh-huh. hardships, and then he he dies when he falls off of a stepladder trying to get some carpet off of a shelf. And the joke is that Morty's boring. You know that when he when he plays Jerry, he, he has a boring life. Rick gets in it and just slaps on the helmet, and five seconds later, yeah. everyone's like, "Look, Rick's taking Jerry off the grid." But uh-huh. it was this it was this idea. It was it was it was honestly it was like, "Whoa, that's kind of dark." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the idea that you could have an entire lifetime in the blink of an eye through some sort of technological assimilation. Well, yeah. I mean, think about this, right? You have something called second life out there. Yep. And it's virtual and you go in there and you live in the virtual world. You know, you have people making virtual clothes and making money off of virtual clothes. I mean, some people sell their dresses and stuff for like three, $500 and up, you know, uh, what virtual reality actually does is put you in a fake reality you know when when you play call of duty or any video game any video game your mind starts to imagine that you're actually there when you go to a movie you're actually imagining being there too and some of the the characters uh they get projected on you some of you want to be like the muscle guy or whatever it is you know the woman the uh the damsel in distress you know so when I used to be addicted to Call of Duty, I would be on it from morning till night. The only time I leave is when I go eat something, go take or go to the bathroom, and if I gotta go to work, that's it. I would go, go come home and dedicate time to this game that means nothing in the end, you know. And it was like a reality for us because hey, you're gonna get that chopper gunner, you gotta get eleven kills, you gotta get it, you get it, you know. And we our whole crew would just meet up all every single day to live in this fake world. You know, you look at games like The Sims, same thing, you know? Um, but the, the way that virtual reality will get in the future, it's going to get nightmarish, man. I mean, not to put a dark, dark, dark spin on it, but you think about these survival horror games. Yeah, dude, getting, I, I've had yeah. conversations. I mean, I've played a yeah. lot of Xbox. Only in the last three years, four years, maybe more, have I 
not played much. You know, I don't even have a, one of the modern consoles. Yeah. But that is something I've thought about a lot mm-hmm. is when we move into VR, mm-hmm. there was a survival horror game I played. It was um, a part of it. The evil within, or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. You, it's you about touched, as dark as you could possibly yeah, get. You, you touch, you touch one of those dark ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. about as dark as it gets. And I, and I've yeah. thought to myself, but no. Here's the deal. This was the first one I remember thinking of in terms of virtual uh, virtual reality. It was mm-hmm. uh, Crim- Criminal Origins, and that yeah. was a pretty freaky game when it came out because you spend a lot of time without a weapon in pitch black. And they've yeah. got things will strobe and mannequins will move and you're, yeah. you're assaulted by these criminals that are hopped up on some drug that makes them hyper hyper aggressive. So the game always you're always in suspense waiting for something to happen. And it's like, how would I be? I don't know if I could do that in VR without developing post-traumatic stress disorder. You know what I'm saying? It's really that's an interesting concept. Adding survival horror games like mm-hmm. Oculus Rift. Have you done the Oculus Rift? Have you played one of those in a demo? No, no. I, I know, I know how it came about, but I've never put one in my head. Incredible, dude. I see when I when I look at Oculus Rift, I get on YouTube and I watch these videos, mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I was at Best Buy like ten o'clock at night. The salesman was bored. He he was like, I was like, can I do a demo of this? And he's like, yeah, man, I don't care. So I had to get on my iPhone and register for a demo real quick, which is stupid the way they do it, blah, blah, blah. He gets it on his iPad, sets me up. Mm-hmm. I get to spend 15 minutes acting as a wizard, right? Mm-hmm. I, I played some game where I'm making fireballs and throwing them at yeah. flying dragons and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, Chris, from what I saw on YouTube to actually experiencing the Oculus Rift in person mm-hmm. – unbelievable unbelievable the sense of feeling like you're actually there even yeah. when you you have the way you hold the controllers your hands are moving even you release a button and you've got fingers in the game you know you're, mm-hmm. you you've got dexterity in the game you're grabbing stuff with your control you're reaching out and grabbing things and and you know grabbing a javelin and throwing it at, at a dragon yeah. And I, I was just blown away by the full immersion of it. That that is yeah. That is very say, low say. tech compared to what's coming. But I felt like I was there. I honestly felt yeah. like I was there. That word that you just used, immersion. That's the key right there. That's the key. Immersion. Now I got two points here. The when you go to these tech conferences and you go to the virtual reality places, um, do you know who's what, what's the number one visited booth? Hands down. At a tech conference? Yeah. At anything dealing with virtual reality. I have no idea. Zero clue. We talked about it earlier. Porn. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, yeah. Okay. Because it, they've made it so realistic. And some people have gone in there and said that when they got out, they will not discuss what they've done. Oh, dude, you make such a good point here. I had one guy, he's a, he's a friend of mine that came in from Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And he uh, was hanging out with me, and he, he told me that he had a buddy. You know the Samsung VRs now that yeah. you just throw your cell phone into? I think yeah. his buddy had one of those and said, you got to check this out. And his buddy put porn on it. Uh-huh. And the way – and I said, what was – and I asked this guy, you know, I said, what was, what was that experience like, you know, with, with you know – Mm-hmm. the whole setup and what right. you were looking at. And um, he said, it messed me up. He said, it honestly messed me up. He said, because I, he says, I, I didn't realize what I was getting into necessarily. I didn't realize what he's fixing to put on my face. Yeah. And he said, but 
He said, I did not have sex with this girl, but I have the memory of having sex with this exactly. girl. Exactly. It burns into your he, mind. He, he said, I, I, I have not done this, mm-hmm. but I remember doing it. And he said, it's honestly messed me up a little bit. And I was like, wow, that's deep. Like, I didn't expect that, you know? And I was like, that's, I, I that's wanna, deep. I, I want to give you something a little deeper if you don't know already. Let me let's let, go. Let's let, do it. let me um, look this up really quick so I don't get the definition wrong. <laughs> do you know what Oculus is? The definition of Oculus? Yeah. No, I don't know what it actually means. It's, give me a second. I'm sorry. Ocular, it's like I, I or uh, something. Uh, yeah, there you go. It's a, it's, 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 it means it's, a, it's basically a portal to the eye. It's an eye portal. You understand? Right. Think about portals and things like that. That what things come through a portal. So when you are putting these things on your head, you're letting something in. I'm not talking. It, it doesn't have to be demonic. But think about that. Think about the messages, the mm-hmm. experiences that you will have with this device on your head. Now, I know that all the games in virtual reality won't be evil looking or whatever. Some of them are going to be colorful. Sure, 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 sure. But, but what else can they put in there subliminally? Exactly. Just like television. Television is a portal. It's a channel. That's why you go to other TV channels so you could channel something in for you to watch same concept right Mm -hmm. in channeling you're channeling a spirit right and so if somebody has a nefarious plan to say um we want them to be drawn more to this or that whatever their spiritual thing they have going on whether it be witchcraft new age whatever right right all they have to do is put in the programming and when I say programming, we're talking about NLP. You know what NLP is? No. NLP is, is neural linguistic processing. And I okay. don't I have heard I, that term. I don't want people to go and do too much research into that because it leads to some dark place because all it is is rich witchcraft. Um well yeah, and that's up. something too. I, I do a lot of sales work. And so if you do research on sales, you'll find there are sales programs out there that teach you neuro linguistic programming. Right techniques so that you can control the sale you know exactly. and you, you've got to be you've got to be it's everywhere you know the, the, the NLP, i've never heard it referred to as nlp but yeah you're in you're in a field that you know about satanic ritual abuse so you know about the words and the thing that you could use in mind control right right and so it's right. the same concept same concepts just used in another way because here i used to practice this stuff unknowingly knowing what it, what it really was you understand and you used to practice it not knowing what it was? Not re- not knowing that it was really mind control witchcraft type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? How, are, did, you, how, are, you pra- how are you practicing it, though, and why? Uh, well, my friend introduced me to it. Just as a means to interact with people? Well, and, at, and be, first, at, first, at first, I didn't know what he was doing, you know, and then he started. Were you, or were you going to bars trying to pick up women? I'll tell you that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we had a little business at the time, and he would just look at the stuff all day, practicing his words and whatever. I'm like, what is that? You know? And so he started telling me and he's like, you know, don't think of it as confidence. Think of it like, you know, um, you're going to use your words to get the beautiful girl or get the job or whatever. Right. So I'm kind of like interested, like, come on, really? You know? Yeah. And most of us use it, but it's, it's already naturally in us, but we don't use it for mind control. The way we say words to women or, or people, we, they either like us or they don't. Right. Right. 
So um, you 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 have a romantic relationship with a woman that likes you. You're going to use some certain words to get her attention, you know, or get her aroused or whatever. <clears throat> so this thing will tell you. And uh, see, I don't want to teach this stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to teach this stuff to people. You understand? Yeah, but, you're you're good with this. You're good with this crowd. We don't have to teach you, but you can explain it. These these are good. We are through the black people. They're good people. I'll I'll just I'll just try to put it in, in a minimal minimalist way. There you go. So so I went to a club with my friend, and it was some special weekend. You know, those then the clubs are always packed those weekends. But you know, they always have these little clubs that don't get that much traffic because the other clubs have already taken the traffic. So right. went, we went into there and we had our little uh, badges on and they thought we were some big magazine when we were nothing. And they let us in into the VIP area. And so I'm like, okay, I'm bored now. I don't want to drink no alcohol. Let me go talk to this girl. And it was a group of them. And, and trust me, I'm not the person to walk up to strangers not like that. Okay. And went in there and I was like, Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, I got this little company and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I, I bet you I could tell you some stuff about yourself. And she was like, yeah, what, really? And I was like, yeah, um, what do you like about your job? And she told me everything she liked about her job. And from the power words that she used, I told her exactly about herself. And then she's like, wow, how'd you do that? I was like, oh, nothing. It's just you know, something I picked up. And, it's, and I said, what do you don't like about your job? And she was like, this, this, that, and the other. And I used all the power words she used and said, well, this is these, these are the stuff that, that, that are about you that are negative or whatever that I said. And she's like, what? at that moment, I know she wanted to sleep with me at that moment. And she, she invited me to smoke weed and all that, but they were from out of town. So she, they got to come back and meet up and this, that, and the other. And she was ready to give me a job. She hasn't seen any of my work. I told her I was an illustrator. She hasn't seen none of my work. Ready to give me a job, ready to sleep with me, everything just because of that. I could have went further, but I wasn't really interested. You know, right. there's words you can use to get fellatio. There's words you can to the prettiest women. Okay, it doesn't matter how pretty they are. It doesn't matter their status. You break a woman down by telling her the negative things about herself. So you see a beautiful woman, you you get you you wind yourself in, and you be like, hey, what's that on your face? <laughs> what? Huh? What are you because they're so self indulgent, they're going to think, oh, something's wrong with me, you mm -hmm. know? And then from there, you start, you know, getting yourself into the conversation more using other words. And, and listen, like I said, I don't want to teach this stuff. Right. No, but what you're talking about, and for people that don't know Chris, this, this is not a lifestyle he, he lives today. Chris is a Christian guy. So if there's any confusion as to what Chris is talking about, this is purely understanding that this is something that truly exists out there and can be used very negatively. And there's really no place for it to be used any way other than negatively, but that's why we're talking about it because it has a place in this conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. So just so think about those, those concepts I just told you, and that's minimal concepts, right? You right. can use the same techniques to get a job, a, your same technique to close a deal. If you, you, when you go into the 40, 48 laws of power and all this, that's what they're teaching you. Yeah. It's new age. It's witchcraft. I think I think there are elements of that even in chaos magic. Mm -hmm. yeah. a, a lot, of, a lot of that in chaos magic because they yeah. use that in marketing too. They use the neuro linguistic programming in mm -hmm. marketing techniques when yeah. it comes to branding and stuff. You, you have actual wizards. Yeah. classify themselves as wizards that consider themselves marketing geniuses that will teach corporations how to utilize these 
these uh, these spiritual techniques in creating their logos and their their branding and advertising. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's in the words, man. The words. You know, when you look into the Bible, the words that the word of God, it's living. Yeah. We know that Jesus Christ is the word, but the, when you go back to the word of God, it's about Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And from beginning to end, and it's the living word. It, it feeds your soul. It cuts through marrow and bone. It convicts. It does all these wonderful things. We don't comprehend how, but it just does. There's no you know, other book. To back you up, there is something interesting theologically on the subject of words. You know, in... in in the beginning, God created the the Aleph Tav, or I think is how you... Anyway, it seems like God, God created the alphabet, right? He spoke things into existence. Sound, right. sound then gave birth to light and all of this different stuff. He spoke first, light came second, so on and so forth. Sound is just another wavelength of light. It's different, mm-hmm. but it's very... it's In different spectrums, sound is light to an extent. It's just mm-hmm. something you can't see with the naked eye. Um, my My point is this, though. God creates ex nihilo, right? Out of nothing, right? God can create something out of nothing. And he, right. what we were told is he did this via sound at the very beginning of Genesis. But you and I don't do that except for anything else other than producing words. You and I, right. I because it's, 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 it's air that's passing over right. your vocal cords. That's a line. But it seemingly doesn't exist. It's generated out of nothing, you know, vir- virtually. There are components there, but I've always found that interesting. I don't know exactly what that means or if there's something deeper there to it, but mm-hmm. words do have power, right? Uh, yeah. And it's the, the words are the only things that a human creates out of nothing, so to speak. So, yeah. Well, I mean, think about, um, think about this, right? I've heard a couple of people say, well, if our, if we were using our full brain capacity, we could smell colors. We could taste them, you know, imagine, you could probably right. well, that's you, what that's what asks for. Yeah, you you could see the the notes playing off the piano. You could yeah. see them, you know. Uh, and and what does acid do? It opens your mind to where, a, a place where God doesn't want you to be right now. Causes a brain bleed, you know. It's, all of these drugs. Uh, look, look at the uh, the shamans and all. All these people use drugs to open up their minds, and then spirits came in or they had some experience, right? This mm-hmm. is not what God wants. This is not how God wants us to function in a fallen world. He shut that off for a reason. Think right. about it, right? You go back to the garden, and in the garden, uh, you have the, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and fr- uh, of, of good and evil. And after they took from the tree of knowledge and good and evil, God said, okay, all right. I'm going to cut this off right here. You, you get kicked out of here. You're not going to be able to eat from the, the, the tree of life so you can live forever, basically. That's why they got kicked out, right? And then right. man was living for hundreds of years, and right before the flood, God said, I'm going to cut it down to 120 years, right? And then the, the judgment came, and after that, we, we see the, the, uh, the, the, you know, the flood and everything. Then we have the Tower of Babel, and it, well, what are we doing? We're trying to build something, and, you know, there's many different not translation, but uh, ideas about what the what the Tower of Babel was all about. I'm just going to keep it right now to basically open a portal, getting into the, the realm of God. And God mm-hmm. came down and said, hey, look at them. Anything they put their mind to, anything will be will not be impossible. I right. think that means anything. Right? 
And where are we going back to now? We're going to a place where we're going back to a one world system, one language, um, and everybody united under one spiritual umbrella to do what? Live forever. Well, and ultimately, if you track Revel- like Revelation nineteen nineteen, you've got the armies of the world gathered together, looking up, ready to wage war right. on on it's, Christ. Exactly. So, so that's yeah. What we're doing is we're coming together. We're developing spiritual technology, and mm-hmm. you know whatever's leading the charge thinks it's got a shot at feeding defeating God. I'm gonna have right. to go here in a minute. We didn't even get to talk about drones, dude. But oh, we're gonna have we, to. But wait, wait before to- you go, before you go, the name of that show is Futurescape. Futurescape. With the one with James, James Wood. Wood, yeah, James Woods. Uh, make you sure Black, you watched Black Mirror, didn't you? You went, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, that that show. Oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> if anybody wants to be depressed about technology, <laughs> and then go to war with social media, go watch season three, episode one of Black Mirror. <laughs> that was the most. <laughs> that was the most depressing episode uh, in that show. That was the one with that uh, actress chick that did like The Village and. Um, I can't remember what it is. she's like Ron Howard's daughter. I think, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. She did season three, episode one. It was the one where you, you got points. You were graded socially on your performance right. as a person. Right. And, but, but isn't that happening already? It is kind of like, that's the it thing. Is, it was, that was, that was I'm, such a scary episode. It's not yeah. even funny, man. It was I'm, so terrifying. Yeah. On Facebook, if you don't get likes, you feel like, well, I'm saying it means nothing to people. When you go on YouTube, if you don't get, uh, you know, upvotes, uh, you know, and, and followers, you feel like you're nothing. You yeah, know, so it, it's, like it's, a, it's a psychological game that it, it, I don't think it's necessarily put there to just be like that. Like, you know, it's just some nefarious idea somebody came up with. But the idea that the social points, this is like your credit. That, and, and your jobs in the future will be weighed on your internet social credit. This is what they're developing in China. Well, Hello? yeah, the idea of a social ranking system is yeah. not new. You know, it's not new. It's something that's yeah. been talked about and proposed even in legislation. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, this chick's rank, right, it directly related to what kind, what level of car she could rent, um, yeah. Where, yeah. where she could live. It's like, oh, you can't live in this community unless you're at least above a, a 4.1. You yeah. know, and it's like, it's like you have to go live with the other 3.5s and higher. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you, oh, you can't get a class three vehicle. You you have to take this crappy one. Um, yeah. Man, it was, it, you know, you get in like the police. They actually docked you points temporarily if you got it. Instead of ticketing you and taking money, they take away points from your, yeah. your social rank. Yeah. So, so it's basically a, a system of control. You better be on your job. You know, and, but yeah. they and and that and that they had a way out because, hey, I don't care about these points. I'll just live my poor life. You know, remember the, the lady that picked her up? Yeah, the truck driver. She's like, "Yeah, who cares? I'm like, a, I'm a, I'm a zero point one." Yeah, but I, I know you have to go. I want to point out one more thing with technology too. Is um, Sony has patented uh, the contact lens that what you see in these shows uh, where you could track things and whatever. They've patented that. The contact. What do you mean the augmented reality lenses? Yeah, something like yeah. Call it that. Yeah. They they they, they patented uh, it early, earlier we this year. Talk about we well we barely touched on augmented reality, dude. The Man. future is so freaking scary, dude. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh my gosh. How how soon before you go? I, I mean, I'm gonna have to leave here in like the next three three or four minutes. I gotta be somewhere in a minute, but um, 
we're gonna do this again for but sure. I want to I want to share my screen for a second to show. Share it. Let's do it. Share it. Let me um share let, me, for the let beat. me let me get this thing up first. Let me do this. See if I can actually get this thing running right. Share screen. Boom. Share. All right. Can you see this? Uh, let me get to your intelligence becomes a utility. This is an artificial intelligence here. It's called what? Viv. V I V. It's called what? Viv. V I V. I'm gonna. What, I'm gonna what is it? it? It's it's artificial intelligence. It says Vid is an artificial intelligence platform that enables developers to distribute their products through an intelligent conversational interface. It's the simplest way for the world to interact with devices, services, and things everywhere. Viv is thought by the world, uh, sorry, taught by the world, knows more than it is taught and learns every day. This is from their website. You see the supporters of it down there? Yeah, yeah. CBS, Esquire, Wired, Washington Post, New Coast Shift, MIT. Sometimes I forget, dude, that we have a lot of podcast listeners because this, to me, is just a YouTube show. And <laughs> I get emails and stuff all the time from people like, oh, I love this podcast. And I just wonder how crazy it is because I'm sitting here looking at it, it probably sounds ridiculous to podcasters because I'm just sitting here looking at your screen. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, for people that are listening to the podcast, um, on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting platforms. Shameless plug. Um, he's showing Chris is showing us a website, uh, the the official website for Viv, which is showing it, the supporters, the the large corporations that are supporting this, and it's it's just pretty much a large advertisement for an artificial intelligence. Who's creating it? Look, look at this here. It says glo- the global brain. Is this is this part of the Google's glo- thing though? Developing no, a global brain? No, this is not separate. Google. This is separate. Um, give me a second here. Let me get back. I don't uh, want to live. I don't want to live here anymore, dude. I really don't. I don't want the, the website is viv. Guess what? AI. Viv. AI. You can go there and look for yourself. That's just one of them. And yeah. then we have Watson. These are the stuff. These are the articles we talked about last year. So this is old news. Um, Google AI pens dark poems after being force fed eleven thousand uh, books. <laughs> right? Yeah. Google AI reads enough romance novels to write on its own. <laughs> I don't even want to read that kind of chiclet. It'd be Google, dark. You know, uh, all sorts of stuff here I can show you, man. But um, I know we've read off into different topics. But they, they, remember, there's Watson. That's the beauty of this show. Yeah, IBM's Watson. I remember him. He's yeah, still around. That, uh, yeah, exactly. And he's watching the financial markets right now. I'm not sure what else they're doing with him. They lost, what, all their paralegals because of Watson. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And what I remember I mentioned, I mentioned to someone about the global bur- brain. This is Kirkswell's um, web- website, Transhumanist. Uh, I mentioned to someone about the global brain, and they thought I was nuts. They thought I was crazy. They was like, get out of here, you know? And here it is, different. The global brain is coming. Google launches new AI in the cloud videos. Um, Helvin is certain, whatever that means, right? And my friend, well, you know what? (laughs) I already said it. Somebody I know that works, you know, they sent me a video of um, the AI-controlled workplace. 
And let me tell you, have you ever seen the show Person of Interest? No. Well, anybody that has seen that show, they know that this is about an AI that someone built and he wanted to use it for good. Well, what the what the AI was doing was predicting the future outcomes of uh, the future murders or something that was going to happen, right? Like Minority Report, right? And and that has been put in into um, Obama uh, put something in about that in while he was in term about um, pre crime. But anyway, in Person of Interest, there's also another evil AI, something like that. Whatever, right? So anyway, in this Microsoft presentation, his keynote, um. He, um, you see the workplace and you see all these boxes around people's heads and objects and stuff. And if something is in a safe, unsafe, uh, position it w- and it's going to fall, the AI would let you know. So it's just predictive programming. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm, from the beginning of the show to where we at, we're at now. We're telling you about predictive programming, what you've been seeing, even though most of these movies and TV shows predict something else. The whole point is that it's coming because they do a lot of research into the areas that they're, that they're um, presenting. Well, in the research you're talking about, and people don't understand this, I've done a significant amount of research on this topic, but sometimes you have these things that happen, like the gas prices fluctuate wildly in a weekend or something like that. What people don't understand is that sometimes these things are artificially constructed and they work their way into like, uh, how do I explain this? They create events specifically to track behavior, right? Whether it's a dip in the gas prices, up or down, whether you have temporarily all the EBT cards in the South quit working, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. You have these events that are c- created specifically to track human behavior. They feed that information into their algorithms, and it helps these AI programs be better at predicting what people are going to do. And yeah. so that is what's scary is that yeah. so many of these events have happened to this point. Those computing systems know us better than we do. So if, say, for instance, they decided to implement martial law or, or something crazy, worst case scenario. They have a really good understanding of what people are going to do. They know yes. what the roads are going to look like. They know <clears throat> how long it's going to take to empty the grocery stores. I mean, they have all yeah. this stuff nailed down, man, and it's yeah. And we're not, I'm not talking about DHS down the street in the federal building. I'm talking about I'm talking about big players in yeah. you know shadow ops, shadow government. Yeah. Well, they have they have something called a uh, people. Everyone out there listening, look up heat map technology. Okay, heat map technology it, it predicts things. Okay, now, so so in the election, they already knew who was going to win. Come on, they knew. Okay, and the heat maps told uh, told them how, how people were reacting to everything going on. Even right now, with all the social justice warrior stuff going on, people know they know which cities are are inflamed with tension. They know, and and um. It, it predicts all sorts of stuff. If when Twitter lights up because of a hashtag, trust me, they know what's what, what's trending. Right. Okay. I remember one time a couple of years back, and I don't know how to find the website now, but I sat there, and there was just a feed from Twitter of all sorts of information. I felt like I was, I, I was literally inside of a computer just watching information just fall in front of my eyes. And I couldn't believe it at the time, you know, because at the subjects I, that I typed in, whatever hashtag, just mm-hmm. thousands of tweets every couple of seconds. And that wasn't even heat map technology. But the heat map technology 
it predicts a whole bunch of things based on what's going on, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, um, live stream, whatever, because it's tracking everything. Yeah. You know, de- depending on the company that's using the heat map technology. Okay. So that it's exactly what you're talking about. They they right now they know who which cities are calm, which cities are in an uprise, what what which cities are going broke. They know it's it's, it's all over the place, you know. So they probably already got how how much water I got during this interview in my file. Well, you know, I, I know we didn't cover it. I know you got to go, but um, when we when we brought up the thing about the Internet of Things, every, every appliance, every electronic device appliance that's been bought since the '80s have chips in them. So that when the, the the basic grid, the five G grid goes online, yeah, it will go online too. Well, already we saw it in California where they were beta testing appliances because you had RFID chips that were connected to the smart meters, and so when they had their rolling blackouts, mm-hmm. California power companies were were actually able to they were actually able to stop dryers from operating during times of of, of blackouts. It was in some neighborhoods they they rolled out this technology. And that's what's interesting is if you look at some of the companies that produce RFID chips, some of their own advertisements advertise a world where you're if you accidentally throw a red shirt in with a load of white socks, right? Your washing machine is going to stop you from wa- turning everything pink, you know? Right. Your fridge is already tracking the food that you have in it, you know, because RFID chips Walmart did a test at one time where they put RFID chips because now you can print them in ink. They put them in the tags of all of the uh, all of the underwear and socks, from what I understand. And one of the experiments that they did in New Jersey, they spent a lot of money on this. They put sniffers on all the dumpsters, and Walmart wanted to track how long it took for a product once it made it out the door to how long it took for it to get into the dumpster. Right. So they Mm -hmm. wanted to track just so they could speed up efficiency on distribution, how long it would take someone's underwear to go from the shelf to the dumpster, right. On average. And so this is, this is research that's available now. So what they did was they put sniffers on the doors of Walmart and they put sniffers on like a bunch of dumpsters in New Jersey mm-hmm. and they had sniffers in the tags of all the, you know, the, the socks or the underwear, whatever it was they used. I don't remember. It must've been the underwear. And they did, they, they sufficiently did that. Now they're they're I mean, what Walmart brags about having RFID technology in like mm-hmm. how, a large, a fairly significant percentage of its products now. Yeah. They've been working on it for over 10 years. I learned about this 10 years ago. Yeah. So it, we, mo- most of the stuff we bring into the our house to track distribution, it's distribution yeah. technology yeah. from the warehouse to the trash can. They mm-hmm. want to know what we use, how we use it, when we use it, how, how we throw it away. Are, are we disturbing the ecology of the planet? Dude, Dude. <laughs> let's let's use another example. Um, let's okay, uh, Florida hospital. They put RFID chips in the badges of the employees. What they do? They wanted to they wanted to track their employees' activities in the bathroom. So they put sniffers on the 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 faucets. They put sniffers on the soap soap dispensers. They put sniffers on the entrance door. They put sniffers on the stall. They Mm. knew because of that person's badge, the Mm. time they entered that bathroom, how long Mm. it took them to enter a stall or a urinal. If they Mm. flushed, what time they left the (laughs) stall, right? If they if they washed their hands, if they used soap, if they used the dryer, and then when they left, just because and it's not hard to do, man. It's not hard to do with today's technology. Exactly. Ah, Chris, tell everybody your show. Tell them where they can find you. Tell them about everything that you have to offer. This is 
My name is Chris. I have a partner named Rory. We have a show called Don't Let Them Burn. You can find us on don'tletthemburn.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, vid.me, scene.life, gab.ai, minds.com, and a whole bunch of other social media platforms. But mainly, our main place is our website and YouTube. If you want to give us a follow, we have plenty of shows on there. And we just we just would like to uplift the name of Jesus Christ first among all the stuff that we talk about. The most important thing is to know that Jesus Christ is Lord. He came, died for your sins, and it's a free gift of salvation that's waiting for every sinner out there. It doesn't matter what you've done. You could have been a pedophile. You could have been a Pizzagate. You could have been um, a, just a liar, just a liar. Jesus Christ can forgive all sins, and he does. And me, listen, me, Jared, everybody I know that's, that are Christians are just examples of the power of Jesus Christ and how he can work in your life. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a good person. There's no such thing as a good person. We do, not, we do good things. All of us are born in sin. And the only way to break that cycle is through Jesus Christ. There's only one way to God, not many ways. That's my spiel. Uh, and you gave me all the links and stuff last time, and I'll just copy and paste them when I get a chance. I'll probably do that uh, late tonight or early tomorrow, uh, put all your information in there. But, Chris, we didn't get to talk about drones, but, man, I love talking to you, dude. You're fun. And uh, as most people know, that's what this show's about, conversations that we want to have. Here's the deal. For, for people that are new to this deal, this is what this show's about. Tom and I used to have conversations on the phone all the time about stuff going on. I would find somebody like Chris or whoever or Russ or whoever I'm talking to at the time. And we'd have these crazy conversations and it's like, man, some people would love listening to these conversations. And so that's what it is. There's not really an agenda. I pick up the phone with Chris tonight and we, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. We just have a good <laughs> conversation and you yeah. guys get to be along for the ride. If you like it, share these, hit that smash that subscribe button go to chris's don't let him burn we need to get his show to grow too man because chris has got all kinds of good stuff out there chris loves talking about the same stuff so chris i had fun with you tonight guys tune in tomorrow we're gonna have a special show tomorrow i'm gonna do a show i don't no one else has ever done <laughs> this guy's been around this guy's been around he's special to me a lot of you may not know who he is but he's a legend you'll you I promise you, I promise you, tomorrow's going to be interesting. As long as the Lord blesses, everything works out, nothing cancels, you know, you're not going to want to miss it. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock Central. Chris, it was awesome having you. We'll have to get back on, pick up where we left off, talk about some drone technology. What are you saying, man? Yes, sir. I enjoyed the conversation, and I'll be back anytime you want me. Awesome. For everybody else. Peace. If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates.